I didn't so either. I don't I'm know like anything that. about TV really. Like I watched. Like, I'm glad you're on our podcast. Wow. Okay. Okay. Hey guys, welcome to the Parks and Rec podcast, our first ever episode. And this is pretty cool because we are the internet's best Parks and Rec podcast. And possibly the only Parks and Rec podcast. We, this is so surprising, you guys. There's actually not a lot of Parks and Rec podcasts. I was expecting there to be like at least ten, right? Right. But there's there's one that's like the e like e news that they have like that one doesn't for count. Like every show, which so doesn't count. And then there's one of these two girls, and they only have like ten episodes, and it's not like it's not a real thing. It's not the same. And then there's one where like they talk about the government, like bureaucracies and stuff and like wh- like what people do in government. And I'm just like, "What?" <laughs> and then you guys, this is the best. There's a Parks and Recreation podcast that has nothing to do with the show. It is literally a tool for people that work in Parks and Recreation. <laughs> There's a podcast that just gives you, like, advice on working in Parks and Recreation. It has, n- like, no affiliation with Amy Poehler. So we are not about all. that at all. This is going to be this is, very different. This is so different. But not... Wait, it is? Nobody told me that. Oh. <laughs> I'm kidding. Sorry. <laughs> what? We're... We're original. We're not original at all, guys. I'm gonna rip this off of everything. I was really hoping for some career advice about my future career and in parks and recreation. recreation. Well, you're gonna be very disappointed because we're not gonna be talking anything worthwhile here. Nothing, nothing of value is gonna be taken from this podcast at all. But we hope it's entertaining. But we hope it's good. No, you know what? We are. We're gonna be analytical. So let me let's let's talk about the the format of this podcast. Oh, we should probably introduce the non-existent format. Okay. Good. That's a great idea. <laughs> I think before we just start talking to the just, people. Why don't you do that? <laughs> okay, so I'm here with Hannah Bade. Tell the world about yourself. I'm Hannah Bade. I'm 19, and um, it's really sunny out today, and I really like the sun, so I'm happy about that. Yeah. I think closing up would, would agree with you. I, yeah, and I really, I really resonate with Tom Haverford, so... Right. I think, okay, yeah, we have to go around and say what character we most... Oh, that's a good idea. ...most Mm -hmm. resonate with. Okay, I like that. Okay, your turn. Okay, so I'm Jacob Fuhrer, and the character that I most resonate with is... This is so obscure, but I'm going to say Shauna Malway Tweep. (laughs) And if you know who that is, you know that she is a reporter, and she makes terrible life decisions, and sometimes I feel that that is my life, because I'm a reporter at The Beacon, where all work at The Beacon... And uh, she has a book that I really like called Tweeping Up Appearances, My Journey Trying to Find Happiness by Smiling Through the Pain. <laughs> Which and is definitely brainstormed as the title it, of this podcast. We don't know. But, yeah, we the title is a work in progress. But if you really like that name, which you should, let us know. Tweeping yeah. Up Appearances could be the name of this podcast. podcast. So if, it, It's in your hands. Yes. Whoever is listening to this podcast. The two of you out there, you better let us know. In your hands. Okay. So <laughs> yeah, mom. Let you t- yeah. Tell, us mom. What, tell us what you want us to hear. Um, okay. Well, my name is Rachel Ripito. I am also a reporter for The Beacon, and I will be 20 on Wednesday. So that's exciting, Oh, dang. Guys. dang. That's exciting. Yeah. Um, and I think I, oh, it's so hard. I feel like I resonate with, like, multiple different characters in yes. the show. I think I'm, like, somewhere right in the middle between Leslie Nope and Andy Dwyer. Because I don't have my life together at all, but I'm 
also completely delusional, like Leslie Nope. <laughs> I feel so that. I think that yeah. I think that I have really both of those characters inside me. That's a great mix. I think, I think it is. It's like yeah. a labradoodle, you know? It is best of both qualities, you know? You know what's funny is I actually have a standard of poodle. Oh, dang, really? Yeah, his name is Duke. Cool. Oh. Jealous. Best. I love him, I miss him. Duke's a great dog name. Duke, yeah, we didn't name him, but he kind of, I feel like Duke is like a very, like, royal name. It is. Yeah. Duke is like the least royal dude ever. He's like, I don't know. I don't know. Let's <laughs> not talk about my dog. This is a podcast about my dog. <laughs> yeah, so anyways, what, what are we doing on the first episode of All the right, podcast today? so we're going to go episode by episode with this. So we're going to get in depth. We're going to get in In it for the long deep, haul. In deep to Parks and Rec. Like, in the pit. We are in going so far that we are going in the pit. <laughs> Inside the pit. All right, you guys, let's start with the episode. Let's get into it. Yeah. Let's get into it right now. What were you guys' first impressions of the pilot? Okay, well, here's the thing. Like, I watched, when I first got into Parks and Rec, I just watched all of them all the way through. And right. I, the first season, and you hear this from everyone, it's not the greatest. It's yeah, not the greatest. Yeah. But the thing is, you have to look at it as a whole. And so I think... How do we want to do this? Do we want to do it in context, looking at the first episode as it relates to all the later episodes, or just it's the hard. first? It's hard, because if you look at it from that way, it can be really interesting to see how these characters have completely done, like, a 180. Yeah. You know? But at the same time, we really are going to, like, kill ourselves, like, referencing season this is six true. and five. Okay, so maybe through. we'll just So go... we'll just tone it down a little bit. Talk about it in reference to what's happening right now, but, like... Not not looking too far into the future. Okay. We'll just we pretend like Hannah's never seen an episode of Parks and Rec in her life, and we don't want to spoil anything for her. <laughs> Look, guys, I'm educated. I just want to put that out there. <laughs> I could be educated. Maybe I have seen a lot of Parks and Rec. Maybe, <laughs> maybe I've, like, not. Watched it while sleeping, but like, maybe <laughs> that's watching it, right? Even if you like fall asleep to it, right? Hannah's relationship with Parks and Rec is ambiguous, I think, is what to take. I think that's what I'm going to discover during this podcast, is you're going to really discover your relationship with the show. I think we're all really just going to find ourselves. It's really, yeah, Yeah. it's like a time to get in tune with our emotions about Parks and Rec. Yeah, Yeah. it's really important. It's kind of like yoga. It is. Yoga for the mind. Yeah. Yeah. For the, yeah, exactly. Okay, first episode. First episode. Leslie Nope. Like, throwback, totally, like, reserved, like, in, like, this character that they kind of, like, very clearly cut out to be. And she kind of, like, you know, develops into her own later on. But this first episode, she's, like, super, like, welcome to the Parks Department. Like, she sounds like someone on, like, a voice recorder. Yes. Mm -hmm. It's so funny. And, like, I totally forgot she was like that. Oh, yeah. But, um... I love like the like the first park scene when she's like Sylvie's like there's a drunk in the slide and she's like she's like okay she's like no you can't sleep in here yes. like it sounds like my mom like you can't be doing this honey yeah like, you're taking the broom <laughs> the broom and pushing was, him down the slide and then the the people are like standing clapping she's like I have accomplished yes I w- I put it in my notes I don't know what happened in my notes that Amy Poehler's crazy eyes are constant oh, yeah. the whole time they never rest especially with never. Uh, with what's his face city planner um oh mark 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 who i want to talk about more oh, later but we yes. can get into that mark okay continue 
but yeah, Leslie slide scene. That was my like personal like favorite. I like that. I, what What are the highlights of this episode for you guys? We'll talk about the highlights and then we'll talk about the down the, the highlights, the down lights. That's a good point. Um, you, the low lights. When we meet Andy, I thought that I was, was a highlight. Say, Andy's definitely. like presented in the best way. He's so different though. He really he's one of those characters that does his like, leg a scratcher. His leg oh, scratcher. Yeah. yeah. He doesn't. Does he, does he come stick. off to you as unintelligent? Yeah. Because I don't think he comes off as the dopey, unintelligent Andy. Oh, I think know. he does. He comes off so stupid. I think he, he comes off very stupid. I think he comes off like a like a douche. I mean, the guy fell in a pit. Oh, yeah, he does come he off. Does, he does but, come be, off but you know, like, there's a difference between being dopey and oblivious and just being ignorantly yeah, douchey. He does. And he's more ignorant. He's really rude. There's that scene where he just, like, asks Anne to make pancakes. Yeah. yeah. Oh, then, that's... Oh, the, yeah. like, can I get it? Oh, a pancake yeah. thing made? That was such a... That was such a Michael Scott scene for me, yeah. as Leslie. Her whole, um, clavicle being broken, and, like, oh, the yeah. little airplane... Yeah, it totally was. Oh, my gosh. Hello. That is so Michael Scott, um, George Foreman girl. It, it's, like, good that they've, like, diverged kind of yeah. away from that point, because I think some oh, people absolutely. really thought it was gonna be, like, episode, yeah. like, season 10, of The Office, office exactly. And it wasn't, and it was because, in that because in the pilot, yeah, she it totally really was. Like, and I've heard yeah, that a lot. Like, she this is, is just the office. Michael Scott. Her cadence and everything is completely Michael Scott. Yeah. And part of the reason is Mike Schur and Greg Daniels are the writers and directors of this episode. Both of them. I mean, Greg Daniels was the, like, main director of and The Office. And those are people from The Okay. And right. Mike Schur was one of the main writers of The Office. And so it definitely has that same cadence and style. For sure. Which I think kind of hurt it in the beginning. For sure, yeah. But you know what? The ratings were not that bad they i think they were lower than the office at the time because i think it was put up next to 30 rock and then the office Mm. was the day before and 30 rock and parks and rec made the same amount of ratings for this pilot episode okay Mm. no not too bad but yeah it was it's interesting yeah for sure yeah also i've noted that tom haverford in this is very much like a gym character in this first episode, like it's kind of he's way more oh, yeah. the straight man than he is ever throughout the season for the series. Well, it takes like point two seconds for him to start hitting on Anne. Let's just talk about that. <laughs> That's the most Tom Haver. That's the most. And, Tom oh, okay. Haver. We'll get into this. We need a segment for this, but there that was improv. A lot of that was improv. And really, we, we need wow. a segment for all the stuff that gets improv on the show for sure. But that um that it, it was written in the script. But he went on with it for way longer. And then Mike sure gave him the idea of, like, let's go away together. Let's go. Let's go on, like, a... Yeah, <laughs> oh, but I'm married. I'm just married. I'm just ready to explore things. I um, I really just am used to being around beautiful women. And I'm just really comfortable <laughs> around beautiful women. <laughs> Honestly, like, that sounds like someone, like, with their bike and their leather, leather jacket on, like, 23rd, like... I just want to, like, spend time... To, you know, I just want to, like, get to know, like, what, like, your, what your soul is, like... I just want to understand your vibes. Just, yeah. It's it's not about a romantic or physical relationship. It's really just about a spiritual connection between me and you. And I like that they take that part of Tom and yeah. keep it throughout the rest yeah, of the series. that is the most Tom scene. It really sure. is. Yeah. It yeah. really is. Yeah, definitely. And it's interesting, I think the most Tom-like scenes are improvised by Aziz. Because he Which also, makes sense, right? yeah, yeah, exactly. Because you really see how these characters mold into the actors that play them. I think for sure, Which mm-hmm. with Chris Pratt especially and Aubrey Plaza, like it's definitely, it's definitely. You guys want to go into a Leslie No Blazer report? 
I knew this was coming. Blazer it wasn't just the blazer. It was the full outfit. She's kind of stepped yeah. away from the full outfit. She has. But it used to, it, this episode it was, was straight up tweed, full outfit, like strong collar, big shoulder. Oh, yeah. She, it was like the Monica Lewinsky. <laughs> oh, yeah. It was the skirt. It was like the skirt suit. I'm so used to the pantsuit because I'm, I'm yeah. in season four right now in real life, mm-hmm. real life time. And it's all about the pantsuits. And this is very, very skirt suit. And, and I think it goes with her character, the way they've portrayed her in this first episode. She's okay. very much okay. kind of, she's really ditzy. Like, honestly, she's yeah. just like, you don't have a whole lot of respect for her in some ways because she just seems so oblivious to she's things. She's very Michael Scott. She's very she's Michael, very Michael Scott. Scott. And you know what was interesting? The original draft for this made her and Mike Brandanowitz. No, Mike. Mark. <laughs> Mike Brandanowitz. Um, Mark Brandanowitz. They made both of them way less likable than they were in this pilot. Um, they made Mark, because you know how Mark goes, and he and he's like, okay, fine, I'll do this for Leslie. All right, Ron, you owe me. Which one I want to talk about. What what does he owe him? What did Mark and Ron do on the sidelines of the show? <laughs> that, like, Mark... Oh, dang it, cut this out, cut this out. <laughs> it's kidding. okay, you can just keep going. <laughs> I'm kidding. That Ron owes him a favor. Like, that's... I don't know. But anyway, he, he actually helps with the park in the first draft because he has a crush on Anne. He wants to spend more time with Anne. So they actually make them even less likable than they were in the pilot in yeah. the first draft. And then we get led into the little secret that, you know, Leslie and Mark were a thing. And Mark doesn't remember. Mark doesn't even okay. remember. Yeah, oh, that was classic. What? I thought, that was like, so he was great. Like, oh, yeah. Like, five years ago. I'm like, dude. And Leslie's, Leslie's so like, clear. Our past. Yes. <laughs> I just want to remind you about our past. <laughs> You know, because of what we used to be. And then she's like, she's like, oh yeah, Mark and I slept together. And then he's like, he's like, no, Leslie, no. And he's like, oh, oh. oh yeah. <laughs> like, how do you just, I don't, I don't think you would ever forget an incident like that. Hopefully with not. like a girl, with a woman like Leslie, no. Nope. You would know. You would remember. That would be in your diary. Like that It would be in her diary. On a billboard. It is in her it diary. Is in her diary. Yeah, I'm sure she wrote a book on it. <laughs> Probably put it in the newspaper. Like a little <laughs> clipping. Mark. Shot him all the way to tweet, wrote the article. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait for our first Shot him all the way to tweet I, episode. You don't know how I excited so, I am. Is she coming in the first season? I think she does something with the pig. I think you're right. Yes, yeah. because she yeah. interviews Andy and wants to talk yeah. to him. Yeah. 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 It's wow. Coming. It's coming, oh, guys. It's coming. Okay, I have a, I have a theory. I want, I want to run past you guys. Do it. That I thought about on the last scene of the show with, um, with Ron. I think that this first episode first season Ron is modeled after a college basketball coach all I see in him in this first episode is a college basketball coach he has like the long suit that doesn't fit like 80s college basketball coach he's got the long suit that doesn't fit the mustache he's got an IU poster of a basketball coach in the background. <laughs> yeah. And he starts making basketball references. He never that makes another not, basketball no. reference. Nope. At all. Yeah. So I feel like the premise of this character was actually, like, a government employee that hates government and really, truly just wants to be a college basketball coach. I can see what you mean, especially yeah. in the respect. The first time I watched the pilot episode, I did not like Ron. Oh, like, yeah. I just, because you, you, he's clearly supposed to be the adversary against Leslie, not letting her have this pit for a park. Right. And, and I definitely got that vibe of, like, stubborn and just not likable in general. Um, Which is most of the cast. Yeah. Which is very... It, 
office. And it tends to, like, kind of turn it on its head, so now you start to hate Leslie, and you start to agree with everyone else, because everyone else is against Leslie, which honestly, like, is pretty valid when Mark is like, is it, like, probable? No. And then he's like, is it possible? And she's, like, smiling, and he's like, no, no, no it's not possible. And she's like, she's like no, no, it's parts. definitely possible. She's like, I can, I can do this. This is my Hoover day. Well, it's a hopeless optimism so. for, for Leslie. Oh, she yeah. just... Oh, yeah. Which I think that stays pretty That true. absolutely stays. That's that one of my aspect, favorite qualities, yeah. I think, of her. I think, for sure. Yeah. I, I feel like all of these characters are kind of, like, shells of mm-hmm. what they evolve into, get flushed out eventually. Yeah, you can you right. can definitely see the humble beginnings of what will, will come later. But some are just entirely 180s. I think Donna, Donna is like a Phyllis. That's what they were trying to... F- and, and not only that, she's like genuinely like a filler character for yeah. the first few episodes. Like, right. I don't, she was not meant to be there. I don't know if she says anything. She maybe sits at a table in one scene. Apparently. When they're trying to get a recruit to go to like Leslie's thing. But like. Right. Yeah. I don't I, think, I don't think Donna was written into the show to be like a think... major character. And she kind of ends up being one. Oh yeah. Because Retta is just. I was going to say. I think I remember incredible. reading she was not supposed to be there. Like except yeah. for the first few episodes. No. Um, which I'm so glad they decided to keep her because oh, she is obviously, oh, I mean, I it would not be the same without her. Apparently there's a scene that she improvised where, um... I know what you're talking about. Yeah, where Leslie walks around and, like, is, like, giving them a tour of the office and there's a leaf and she's like, hey, like, where did this leaf come from? And she's like, outside. And, like, that was improvised. But was that in the episode? I don't know. I don't think I saw that in the episode. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it's in the next one. Maybe we'll talk about it in the next one. Get there. We'll get there. We'll get there, guys. It's all coming. It's all coming around the mountain. It's all happening. It's all coming around the pit. It's all happening. This is an almost famous podcast. World's best podcast. World's. And only. This is not an off... Oh, my God. If it was an office podcast, that would be the greatest title. That would be the greatest name. Cut this out. Edit this out. World's best podcast. World's best podcast. <laughs> okay, I'm talking too much. You guys talk. What other stuff? We can cut this out, but what other stuff do we want to talk about? Um, I well, wish they had started roasting Jer- Jerry, Gary, Larry earlier. Yeah, where is Jerry? Is Jerry he, did he's anything exactly, in this episode? He's exactly the same in Do- as Donna in this episode. Yeah. They said at a table in one scene, and I honestly think I honestly it. feel like the writers did not know how comedically valuable those characters yeah. were, yeah. and they just yeah. didn't have, they didn't set no. them up to be funny, or do anything, really. Yeah. But I also in think episodes. in a pilot, it's kind of like, stick to your, like, six characters. Yes. Yeah, yeah, I don't want to go too don't, much. Don't, like, max yeah. out beyond, like, your six people, because then people are, like, nobody else to latch onto. It's just too much. Yeah. You guys, you know who my favorite favorite character in this whole episode was? Who? Is the really angry guy at the, um... Public meeting. Public oh, meeting. Yeah. That's yes. like, I just have one thing to say about Lauren Linney. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> so what I hear when I'm being yelled at is people caring loudly at me. Now, I have a few things I want to say about Lauren Linney. Thank you so much, Barry. Always great to have you here. Anyone else Hi. who would like to contribute? Like, <laughs> no. <laughs> Sit down. And he's he stays throughout. He he is the truest to his character out of all. The entire show. That's one of the things that I like about Parks and Rec. And, it, 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 you know, is maybe getting too far in the future, but you will see the same characters. Even, no matter how obscure, they come back and you really start mm-hmm. to have this sense of, like, community. Like, this is mm-hmm. Pawnee. Yeah. This is, like, the same people will show up randomly throughout the, the episodes. And that's honestly one of my favorite parts of the show, is to be like, I remember that guy. You were, like, back here at this other thing, and now you're over here doing this. And, and you really feel like you know the people. Oh, yeah. 
And I think that's what makes a good show. You know, I think they do the same thing in Gilmore Girls and other shows like that where they have these extra people that are just supposed to be there for an episode come right. back, come back. reoccur, yeah. and you really get the sense of, like, you said, a community. Yeah. Thing. That's really good. Um, and, he's my and how great are just the public meetings in general? Like, some of oh, the yeah. comments that you will see are so... <gasps> Like, oh, hyper-realistic in the sense that I can totally see people at public meetings oh, saying yeah. these and things. And also the whole premise, like, when they go into the auditorium and they shut off the lights, <laughs> the lights. We're, we're in here, like, I've never, I feel like and actually Parks and Rec is summed up so well in that scene because they're doing these jobs that, like, nobody else gives one. It's so yeah. accurate. Yeah. And, it, and it's like, I'm like, and that was really the premise of the show. They went and studied California, um, like, small-town government, and that was what they saw was nobody showed up, nobody cared. Yeah. You know, so that was kind of the premise, is this mm-hmm. one lady And I will tell you cares. guys, last week I went to a public meeting to cover, like, a, you know, a story for a class, and it was exactly the same thing. I was sitting in, like, a little classroom at, like, these the kids' tables, basically, <laughs> and they're trying to go through, like, what are the issues in the town? And it's very similar, so, so to be funny. able to, like, see it, you know, in real life and see it on the show, I think it's a very accurate representation. Yeah. Maybe a little more, like, you know, obviously they skewed things to make it more funny, but it, it's yeah. not that far off. Even the really messed up, um, what, the murals on the walls, those are based off of real government really? buildings. Of, like, oh really gosh. messed up murals. Yeah, because that was in this episode where she shows, she's like, yeah, we had to cover up um, the really oh, yeah. graphic mm-hmm. parts for yeah. the kids. I was like, what is underneath that? <laughs> Oh, another another um, explicit thing I want to talk about is oh God. <laughs> the pictures that they take. To get we have to get in, we have to get into Leslie falling into the pit. Okay, yeah, but, um, that comes. The <laughs> pictures that they take of Leslie falling into the pit. <laughs> the one that Mark keeps is the one where she's doing like a upwards. This is a great hand gestures for a podcast. <laughs> um, she's doing like an upward split. <laughs> <laughs> you can, like, see your little, like, V-triangle. And I'm like, that's the one that Mark is like, all right, I gotta help Leslie. <laughs> yeah. I want to talk about that, too, because, like, did she have some stunt double or something? Because you see the yeah, entire fall, and it just ball. rolled. She has to have a stunt double. I don't yeah. understand how they did that, but it... it it, it actually was disturbing to me when she was like, oh, good thing I had my hard hat on. She's like, oh, but it fell off, and she's like, oh, bef- not before I hit that rod. Back. I was like, oh. yes. I had the mental image of her just smashing her head on that rod. It got, got real. It got real real for me for just a I, second. Okay, when she said that, I could not tell if she was joking or if she was serious. Like, when she was like, because oh, like, obviously she's serious. like, she's like, oh, yeah, like, great thing I had my helmet on, and like. She's like, I couldn't like, tell it either, fell off, honestly. and she's like, I hit it on that, like, and it, I couldn't decide whether she was, like, Michael Scott, like, like, completely over-exaggerating, like, look at how it was gonna hit that, like, that's something my grandmother would say, like, look how, like, dangerous that could have been, like, <laughs> there's a strange man across the street, no, it was just, like, there's, like, rods sticking out, or if she was serious, and I think that's kind of, like, a thing that kind of, like, draws you in, is, like, you don't really understand yeah. her sense of humor. Yes. It's very, yeah, it hasn't been flushed out yet, because she's kind of on the verge of a Michael Scott, but then there's this optimism, and this sort of, like, genuineness mm-hmm. that comes in later, and, and, I, and I think that would be the side of her that I would choose to believe. Dream with me for a second, Anne. Doesn't this neighborhood deserve a first-class park? Imagine a shiny new playground with jungle gym and swings, pool, tennis courts, volleyball courts, racquetball courts, basketball court, regulation football field. We could put an amphitheater over there with Shakespeare in the park. It's really not that big of a pit. We could do some of those things. It's going to take... The rod. (laughs) The rod. That's a new dance move. Hit the rod. Hit the rod. It's like the dad. I like the dad. 
force Hillary Clinton to do the dab. Oh, gosh. How Where is Hillary? Oh, I think she references Hillary Clinton in this episode. When does she not uh, reference yeah. Hillary Clinton or Sandra Every Day time. O'Connor? She, okay, okay. She was like, yeah, there are lots of women in government. Hillary Clinton, Sarah Palin. <laughs> that was all she could think. Oh, and was- Nancy Pelosi. I was like, really? <laughs> not all, like... Where's like the Madeline Albright? Like you have to remember you have to reference Sarah Palin. Sarah Palin. It was <laughs> relevant at the time. Yes, yes, actually, yeah, yeah, it, it was. was. Yeah. I, I would say it's a dated reference, but it's not because Sarah Palin's back. back out. She's yeah. back in action. Did you oh, see that? Which was that dress thing that she wore with Trump? Like, oh god, I don't even. The sweater oh. with like the oh. things hanging from yes, it that yes. they recreated in SNL. Oh, oh another was, thing. Back to the Blazer report. Leslie has some major cleavage in that first scene with, like, the kids where she's, like, leaning over to the little girl and she's like, what level of fun are you having right oh, now? I didn't I even like, notice that. I, I don't know why I was drawn to it, but I was just like, you got but some, it, like, It's much more cleavage. demure in, like, the other seasons. Oh, yeah. It she's, gets like, more and more showing demure. it off. Like, she's a little bustier in this, in this season. I think she might have just had a baby. I Don't quote me on that. I think, not Leslie, obviously, Leslie is <laughs> without children. <laughs> but, um, yeah, no, Amy Poehler, I think I just had a baby. It's just yeah. a little busty. But, yeah, that, yeah also that blazer was like a... She's s- not coming on our podcast now. We had high hopes. <laughs> Amy. <laughs> Listen. Listen, come on the show. We'd love to have you. We'd love to have you on the show. Please come. She's definitely coming. Definitely <laughs> Let's coming tease that show. for later. She's she's in later episodes. Oh, yeah. I'm sure you're in great shape. We love you. We, we love, love you, Amy. We love you. Just tell us if you're pregnant beforehand, so we won't lick your fat. Sorry. (laughs) Sorry, Amy. (laughs) We won't call you up. Amy's done with the kids, man. Yeah. She's... Do you... Okay. Don't don't quote me on this. I think she's dating... Um... Who's the guy that plays the douche? What's his name? Oh. Nick Kroll. I read the douche. She's dating... Are you serious? Nick Kroll. I'm... Really? She was. She was. I don't know if she still is. Honestly, I'm gonna say was. I do like the douche. I love the douche. Out of, like, I we should talk about the douche. Like, I know, but it's but the douche is the douche. The douche. I actually I like him on Parks and Rec, but I hate the Nick Kroll show. But like, oh yeah, I'm so. not a big fan of the Nick Kroll show either. Um, Let's talk about Anne in this first episode yeah. because Anne Perkins. I can't decide whether like okay, obviously they knew the the format of the first season plot like when they're writing the pilot. Obviously they had that in mind, but like I really wonder how long they kind of expected to keep her on the show. Because, like, at the point in time, she's just kind of, like, another one of the townspeople. And I think that's, like, a good point of, like, her character. Yeah. Like, a point of reference. But she's just kind of like, hey, there's this pit behind my house. Like, can you fix it? And it's she's, like, right next to the guy that's, like, fix yeah. the graffiti for my children. And, like... But that's become, that becomes the premise of the show. I was gonna say, right. I would say yeah. that was pretty planned because that yeah. that whole park you know it will it will go season after season as part of like a and big that's like plot if i had come into watching this blind i'm not sure i would have expected to see her again in season two if i had it if i didn't know that she was like a famous actress actress that yeah. they would have hired for this like role i'm not sure like her problem to me would have like transcended and i don't know her. if she ever really comes up at the forefront of the show yeah in the way that she could have which is really interesting because she was the grounds for making it they wanted to make a show like The Office with Rashida Jones and Aziz Ansari. Those were the two people they wanted. Because Rashida was so good when she was yeah, in The Office. She, she honestly was so, was good. so good. She, like, made you question everything. She you're, so like, you're did. like, Jim yeah. and Pam, Jim and Pam. And then she comes in there and you're like, wait, someone... Yeah. And even when Jim and Pam got together, it was still kind of like, there was someone probably better suited for Jim than Pam. Yeah. And it's like, at the end They of the had day, great like, chemistry and it made it work and it, it didn't... She wasn't just, like, this antagonist. Yeah. Which... It was really interesting. Yeah. I don't know if Anne 
it, of all of the characters in this episode, if there's one character that I think didn't do a 180, it's probably Anne Perkins. I don't think Anne Perkins lived up to yeah. her full potential. And I remember you show. retweeted, like, an article, like, way long ago that yeah. was, like, like, Anne, the AV like Club. they totally <laughs> could have done the better. They totally could have yeah. done better with Anne Perkins. They're they like, had yeah. so much more to They're do. They're like, but... Rashida Jones and all of us deserve a better Anne yep. Perkins. <laughs> well, the thing about Anne that I actually appreciate is I feel like she's the voice of reason in this show. So when mm-hmm. you're looking at all the characters, they're the... They're these archetypical, like, exaggerated things. And Anne is, like, the normal person in here. She starts out as a straight man, yeah. Yeah. But I think it's where they take her that becomes to me, which we'll talk about later. But I think they get to a point where it's like, okay, obviously Anne isn't normal hanging out with all these people you know and then that's where you can go okay let's let's get into this let's get into this person and instead i think they make her like the girlfriend girl and the i want a baby girl and we'll get into all that later but yeah i think that they don't there there's a turning point for Anne where she's no longer the straight man and they could take it a certain direction and i don't think they did take it that direction but do you think that was a good choice or a bad choice I it's mean, hard to say. They made a conscious to choice say. to make her, like, a reptile character. Like, right. someone that just needs something warm next yeah. to her. Whether it's, like, a man, <laughs> Leslie, or a child. Like, she is honestly man, such a reptile. Leslie. Like, she's a snake tanning on a rock. Like, I just want something warm next to me. And they consciously made that decision. Oh, so, for sure. like, I don't know. I, maybe they just felt like... I mean, because when Donna and, like, Jerry, Larry, Gary come in... Terry. Like, son and Terry. Sorry. <laughs> don't forget Sorry, that. Terry. Um... <laughs> When they come in, like, you all of a sudden have these extra characters. Yeah. So, like, maybe they're kind of like, we don't really have room. I mean, like, we don't which is a sad it. thought. Yeah. But. yeah. I don't know. I, I don't think that the character of Ann Perkins is bad or, like, a bad addition to the show. I just think mm-hmm. Rashida Jones could have yeah. played a more interesting character, for sure. I agree. But, well, this is episode one, you guys. Yeah, we don't even know who into. these characters are are like who are they who are they how do you first episode like interaction with um with leslie when leslie like is recovering for her pitfall and she's like she's like my clavicle and she's like she's like it's not broken like please shut up she's like it's broken like that's such a michael scott it was just so michael scott and there's even her cadence on the talking heads i I don't even know how to explain it will you cut it out cut out a a scene that i yeah we're gonna there's gonna be a clip inserted here where City Hall is like a locker room, and you gotta get in there, and you gotta snap towels at people, and you gotta give them the business, and if you can't take it, you know, you, you, then you can't take it. You, you gotta leave. The locker room. And it, her cadence is just completely Michael Scott, and I don't, she, like, she is the female Michael Scott, and mm-hmm. I'm, I'm so glad that they went away from Me that. too. Yeah. I'm so glad, because I think she's a much better character now. And it made the show a better show. Yeah, not just a knockoff. Yeah, because it's not a knockoff. Yeah, it's really not. Yeah. And that's what bugs me when I hear people say, like, oh, it's just trying to be the yeah. office. And I'm like, maybe from the first episode, maybe even the first season. But if yeah. you get into it, you'll realize it's season very different. Two, yeah, season two does a 180. And yeah. I think a lot of it has to do with the people that are playing the characters. They get molds into who they are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, okay, highlight for me is Amy Poehler singing Lady Marmalade while, while drunk. Did you guys like that scene? Because I really liked it. Can you do a little rendition? No, it's not good at all. <laughs> I don't know how she does this. She's like, I don't know. Amy Poehler's like drunk, ridiculous voice is my favorite voice. Yeah. Oh yeah, she's 
crazy as hell. Oh, my gosh. Well, okay. Can we just talk before we get there about yeah. the whole, I think it was Tom who said this, that, like, Leslie gets crazy drunk at these parties, and it's just, like, to me, that was so out of character, yeah, because not... it does not, like, it does not play into the rest of the series, and yeah, it's just, and like... Yeah, like, tight, gotta do everything right, gotta yeah. not break the rules government. Like, to that me, that was, was very not weird. Very and, okay, that scene went from, like, zero to a hundred, and, like five like two point two seconds it was crazy like they were just like oh we, we got the proposal and then suddenly like <laughs> Anne and leslie are out there like singing lady marmalade like drunk and i'm like what this is so disjointed like what is this yes. what am i watching right now i felt the same way. i was just like I, I literally was like i looked at my phone for a second because i was taking notes and i looked up and they're all drunk and i'm just like Wait, what? <laughs> what i miss what? <laughs> oh gosh oh gosh um okay so we don't have a lot of time left, and I think before we should definitely end each segment with rating the episode. We should rate each episode out of five. Out of out of let's do out of ten. Okay, out of, out 10. of ten waffles. Out of ten waffles. Out of ten waffles. Ten out of ten waffles. Five out of ten waffles. Whatever. JJ's diner waffles. JJ's diner waffles, which wasn't in this episode, was it? No, 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 it was not. No, we don't get it. I wonder. When we discover Leslie's waffle affection. Probably pretty soon, because it's, it's Leslie. Be yeah, because she's, be she's got to, like, take somebody out for some strange, awkward lunch real soon. Oh, yeah. yeah. Probably Mark. Probably Mark. <laughs> Mark? What do you, how do you guys feel about that. Mark before we get into the ratings? How do you feel about him? I'm, like, already ready for him to go, but that's just because, like... If you've already seen the He's rest. super static. Yeah, hard, so. He's very static, and yeah. I think that's he's the thing. Boring. People, Some yeah. people really don't like him. I never disliked him. I just didn't particularly care. Like, I really just yeah. didn't have one he's way just, or the other. He's just yeah. kind of vanilla. Like, he's just yeah. there. Yeah. He's like a... He's like Pop-Tarts with the the ones that don't have icing on them. You oh, know what I'm talking gross. about? Gross. R.I.P. Yeah. Or, like, apple toaster, toaster strudels. The apple ones. Like, get out. Yeah. Like, get out. Uh, get out of town. No, 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 no. Not at all. If, if I was going to rate Mark Brandanowitz, I would give him 2.5 waffles. Out, out of 10. 10. Oh, that's rough. And not even 2.5 Eggo waffles. Oh. Out of JJ Diner. 10 JJ's Diner's waffles. Ouch. <laughs> J- here, JJ's Diner's waffles. Here, edit Say that, that so it sounds five times right. fast. JJ's Diner's waffles. Sounds like you sing Okay. Lovely. All right, so, Hannah, go. Rating. All in all, rating. I'm giving this... Five waffles out of ten with a little bit of syrup on the side because I really, really liked the way they introduced Tom Haverford and I also really appreciated the scene at the beginning with the homeless man in the slide because I do love a good homeless joke. That was um, good. That was good. So yeah, I mean, it's five out of ten. Five Not out of great, ten. but you know what? For a pilot, it worked. Yeah, it wasn't the best pilot. It was a passing F. It was a pa- Maybe For like me. a D. For me, it was a passing F. D plus. Okay. You know, I would, I would, I'm very similar to you. I would probably say a little bit higher, a six out of ten, just because, like, I give extra credit for it being the pilot episode. I know, like, I expect that with shows that you're going to have to power through, and I think they did a good job of introducing what you were going to see later on, even if they definitely made a lot of tweaks and they definitely made the changes. I liked the show enough to stick with it, and I think that speaks really strongly to it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow, that was really good rating. Um, <clears throat> I think I'm going to give it five point five. Waffles, JJ's Diners waffles, <laughs> not Eggo waffles. It's not that bad. Not that bad. Um, I really, I loved the Lady Marmalade. I, um, I definitely feel like all these characters are shells of the characters. They're not fully fleshed out yet, which is ex- expected, you know, for a pilot. Mm-hmm. But I think what makes it low to me is that it really does feel 
too similar to The Office in this first mm-hmm. episode, especially with Leslie. I don't think that Leslie at this point is a likable character. And I'm, I'm, I know that that changes, but I, I wish it was, I wish she was a likable character right now, but she's not. But it was, there were some good qualities to it, and mm-hmm. you should probably cut some of this out because it's, I'm rambling a lot right now, and just, <laughs> just cut me out of I this mean, entire we podcast. We just have to <laughs> Just that's a great guys. advertisement between, between like you not being here and me bleeping everything Hannah says. It's just gonna be me. You better be happy with yourself. Yeah, this is Jacob's like ploy for power. I mean, right? really, I that's Jacob's. how I do it. Yeah, I'm Jacob. You guys aren't gonna show up in this episode at all. This podcast episode was brought to you by. Jacob's Ego oh, Waffles. No. A different direction. Jacob Pure. Ego Waffles. That was like. Lots of things. Well, guys. <laughs> I wish we had, like, a song to sing or something. Do you guys want to do it? Okay, see you next week. Yep. Tweeping up appearances, it's coming. This, no, be like this is brought to you by Shauna Malway Tweep. Go get the book, Tweeping Up Appearances, My Journey Trying to Find Happiness by Smiling Through the Pain. Available on iTunes. You can't piece out the microphone. <laughs> it doesn't work. It doesn't work. What do you mean? What's a podcast? What is this? Who are you, Rachel? Oh, get out. Okay, guys, we'll see you next week. Thanks for listening. <laughs>